The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. It is now time for your football Friday edition of the EP Podcast. All throughout the high school football season, we're talking with head coach Jerry Birdie of the Evergreen Park Mustangs. 1-0 now after their week one victory, and they've got a big contest coming up this weekend. It is all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, who invest in the Evergreen Park community. After all, they love this area as much as you do. Plus, with their total access checking account, you get free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. Paired with their mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service, switching to a true community bank has never been easier. Start banking locally today with the power to bank anywhere at bankevergreenpark.com slash 300. $100 required to open that account. No minimum monthly balance or monthly maintenance fees. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. Before Coach Verdi joins us here on the show, let's go over everything you need to know this weekend here in Evergreen Park. Rich Daniels and the City Lights Orchestra performing from 5 until 7 at 50 Acre Park on Labor Day Monday. There will be food and beverages available for purchase. And right afterwards, when the sun sets, you have fireworks in the park put on by the Village of Evergreen Park. It sounds like a wonderful way to cap off the long weekend. Coming up in about a week on Friday, September the 9th, the Evergreen Park Youth Department is having a back-to-school ice cream social grades 5 through high school. 3.30 in the afternoon until 5 at the Youth Center, 3450 West 97th Street. And next weekend on Saturday, September the 10th, not only do you have the Most Holy Redeemer Men's Club Barbecue Bash, a massive event, live music, I'm cooking ribs along with a bunch of other competitors, and I hope you'll come out and see us that morning at 10 a.m. at 50 Acre Park, 91st and Rockwell. Take a walk with Mayor Kelly Burke. It's all part of the Move with the Mayor initiative that Evergreen Park is taking part in. If you want more information, like, I don't know, what kind of footwear you would have on, call 708-422-1551. The Evergreen Park Mustangs are 1-0, and and in moments... Head coach Jerry Verdi joins us right here on the EP podcast to talk about the possibility of going 2-0 and beyond. What did he learn last weekend? What's coming up on Friday night? That's ahead right here on the EP podcast. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them.
On the line with me right now, week two of our Football Friday that's happening each and every week on the EP Podcast. And we're going to release this thing now. I've decided on Thursday afternoons because uh, the patch wants to start carrying it as well. It's going to be big time. Head coach Jerry Verdi on the line with us right now. How are you, coach? I'm doing well. You guys, 40 to nothing on Friday. I'm, I'm watching my Twitter feed as I, I was at a gathering that evening, so I was nowhere near Evergreen Park. And I'm just flipping through Twitter and I'm watching touchdown, touchdown. I mean, you're just rolling through Mantino. I remember your concerns were, well, it's on real grass and I don't know exactly what they're going to be like. You are so conservative in your talk about that game, but your boys went out and took care of business on Friday, huh? Yeah, it, we we played well. Um, we, honest to goodness, we, we, we really didn't know what to expect uh, getting out there, but um I can say that the that the players were were extremely focused. You know, we we constantly preach, especially on a, on something that's a little longer trip. You know, most of our most of our games are within a half hour. You know, so you know you're going to Richards, you're going to uh, you know Summit, you know in Argo or rather something like that, and then you know you, that's what the, the the players are used to. You know, you're a senior, you've been doing it for three years, then you have a trip that's going to be you know, an hour and 20 minutes. And it, and it took just about almost an hour and a half because uh, I-57 is, is, is such a mess right now. And so we preached all week, just keeping the focus. There's a business trip and, and they followed through with that. I, I give them all the credit in the world because uh, they really did keep their focus. And we went out there with a beautiful, really was a nice field. Um, you know, every, every field is turf now and we love the turf, but this, this was a really nice grass field, really nice setting. And, they had the whole town out. They had there were there were a few thousand people, and uh, they had a youth night. They had a parade, all kinds of stuff, and and we kept our focus all through that, and and um, and, and and we played well. You guys uh, ruined the party. It sounds like on Friday in Mantino. Is there a little satisfaction in that when you see all the hype and the whole town gets up and you walk in and you're like, nope, we're better. <laughs> Respectfully, yes, but there was quite a bit that went on before the game, and then. They had a, a, a really theatrical entrance, and and you know our kids thought it was cool, but um, we were focused on the game, and and we were able to keep that focus, even though it took a really long time to get to that opening kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then you take care of business, and you you ground and pound. How did you guys do on on the ground uh, on regular grass? Well, it was interesting because the opening kickoff we received it, and. Um, Keyshawn Lee, who's a very, uh, who's got really great speed, he gets the kickoff, takes three steps, and he falls down in the grass. And we're like, oh, here it starts. And then um, even our first series, we were slipping a little bit. You know, you warm up, you try to get your footing. But then they got used to it. I mean, they got used to it after, just after a few plays. You know, when you're playing on grass as opposed to playing on the really nice, you know, the synthetic turf that we have, um, you got to take shorter steps. And that's a lesson you can only learn by doing. And so we figured that out. And then, uh, and then we did get to work. Um, we ended up having uh, about 260 yards rushing. Um, uh, Jed Adige had um, 95 yards on the ground. Antonio Clay Jones had 150 yards on the ground. And that's all in you know, combined 25 carries. So once we were able to hit a seam and then we were able to run away, and, uh, you know, Dejan Feliciano had two very, very long runs that were called back for penalties. Otherwise, you know, we might have been 
closer to 400 yards on the ground, which for a high school football game is 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 really good. It's it's really impressive. That's insane. What what do you account for that? Like, how do you is that is that your backs? Is that your scheme? Is that your line? What is it? Well, it, it is a little bit of bit, bit of all three, but we really like to give the credit to our to our old line. And um, you know, we we have a player of the game, and for this week, we just had the whole offensive line be be the players of the game. And that was Isaiah Mosley, uh, Nolan Renierson, Jacob White, Gerald O'Hare, uh, Jacob Adolpe, and um, Eduardo Antunes. They they did a great job. I mean, the running backs can't get yards without good blocking. And then uh, once you give uh, our running backs a seam, we do have some breakaway speed this year, and they were able to show it. And uh, so when Jed and Antonio are able to hit that seam, and even uh, Dejan, um, you're, you're – probably not going to catch them. And uh, that's exactly what happened on, on Friday night. So it was well blocked. It was well schemed. And, and then uh, the running backs, you know, finished the job. You know, and I'm not a football expert. I play a little fantasy football on the weekends. Sure. It seems to me if I combine your comments from last week's episode and right here talking about the old line and talking about the amount of yardage, uh, you have an older group on that line. You have an experienced group on that line. And, you know, a lot of people who analyze football say it all starts on the line. The skill players can come along as the year goes on. You must feel good seeing that line do so well and knowing that if you have that going for you, everything else can come out of that and you could see yourself put up a lot of points this year. Oh, yeah. High school football is is still a line-oriented game. And, And, yes, skill players are important. But a skilled player without blocking can only do so much. I mean, every once in a while they're going to break one, but realistically, consistent play is is based on what your line can do. And and for us, we're really lucky. We have a dedicated uh, dedicated group of guys, and and they're really really well coached. I mean, uh, Jason Fendukian is our offensive coordinator for the run game. He's our O line coach. He's been doing it for a very long time. You know, Dave Pierce, our D line coach. Um, they work hard at it. I mean, they really do. And, 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 you know, the kids buy into that, you know, the the guys really, they want to be successful and uh, you know, O-line D line is a mentality. It's a mentality that, that you're not going to get pushed around. You're going to do the pushing. And, and that's what it is. I mean, no matter how much the game changes, the game of football is still a one-on-one individual battle all over the field. And every guy has an individual battle that they're either going to win or lose and if you're winning more of those battles than losing them, you're going to win. And that's, that's still what, what football comes down to, you know. And, and so we're happy with our line play, and we got to, we got to keep getting better. Your non-conference games are the same two teams in the same order as last year, except this time you're on the road. So let's take a look at week two and Friday night, the 3rd of September, uh, where you have Carver. L- last year, you only scored 20 against Mantino. You put up 40 this year your boys that are coming back really beat up on Carver last year. How do you, how do you keep them focused and not let them think like, well, we, we kicked these guys butts last year. So we're going to do it again. Well, truth be told, it's, it's sometimes it's not easy. Um, but you have to have a mature group that, that, that can see the big picture. Carver was a seven and two team last year. Um, they might end up being a seven and two team again this year. And you have to focus on your opponent, but, but even, more than that, and I've, I've told them this already this week, is, you know, football is a progression through a season. And for high school, you have nine games. 
you have to make your biggest improvement in high school from week one to two, then week two to three. And if you stunt your growth from week one to two, you're never going to reach the peak that you might have if you had gotten better week two. It's such an important week for us to get better. We, we preach that, and we like to think the players have bought into that because that is, that, that's tricky. I mean, anytime you get an opponent that, um, you know, where we're winning for a lot of people is, is, is expected, you know, getting in the hard work that maybe you would put in on a week where, you know, it's going to be, you know, truly a dogfight or maybe you're overmatched. You've got to put in that same work regardless of the opponent, and that's, and that's what we've been doing this week. So what do you look for in this game against Carver? Again, you saw him last year, just like you saw Mantino. Um, I'm sure that you have a picture, but you're not a, you're not sure if they've changed anything. But what what do you expect out of this Carver team? How do you prep for them? Well, the focus this week is 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 a little bit more mental mental mistakes. Um, obviously, we played well week one, but there were still mental mistakes. And uh, when it comes to alignments, identification. Um, that really has to be the em- emphasis. And so from a defensive standpoint, we preach identify, align, and execute. And um, that has to be sharper this week versus Carver. They, they give a lot of different formations. They give some formations that we don't see a lot of the season. Um, they run some double tight. They run uh, wing. They run uh, what we would call unbalanced where – what, they've got uh, three linemen to one side, only two to the back side, and then there's no wide receiver to that to that short side. And alignment becomes important for your execution. And that really is the mental game is is really an emphasis for us this week, uh, being able to to accomplish that. And and part of our growth is our ability to to do that identification and alignment. It's so important in the game of football, and and so that really is part of our focus this week. Uh, we feel good if if we if we are able to identify, if we are able to align, we, we feel good for, we feel good about uh, our chances this week. All right, I got my dumb question of the week here for you. I'm, I'm just curious, why the same two teams at the beginning of the season two years in a row? Is that something where you set that in advance, like, hey, for the next couple of years we're playing you? Because, it, I mean, you have your conference games. You always know who you're going to play in your conference. It's basically... Uh, the same schedule this year with a little bit of jumbling up when you go through the conference games. Why does that happen? Most high school football contracts are a two-year contract. You you get a home, you get an away. And um, very few teams are going to break that contract, especially if um, they were away that first year and then they're going to get that home game the second year. So for us this year, that's just the way things worked out. You know, we, we scheduled Mantino. Mantino, historically speaking, has been a playoff team. Um, they're, they're closer to us in students than really most other games. Uh, they're, they've got about 700 students, and we're at about 820. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize for the rest of the year from here on out, you know, we have our 820 students, and we play teams that have 1,500, you know, 2,000 students. So that game made a lot of sense. Carver is an upper, upper echelon uh, team, especially in CPS. Um, they do do things, uh, you know, some things rather well. They, they run the ball well, they align correctly, and they compete. And so the games made sense for us when we scheduled them two years ago, and, and they still make sense to us today. It's just a matter of, you know, those, those first two games, those first two non-conference are really so difficult to schedule. 
because so many teams have to get wins at the beginning of the year because they play in a tough conference and, and we're no different. So you want to get a game that you can compete in. Two years ago, both teams felt that they could compete with us, so it was a, it was a good contract. And, and so this is the second year of that. Very interesting. I Right now, you're 3-0 and in those four non-conference games over the last year and into this year and hoping to beat Carver again. And then you're going to have to go out into the, uh, the high school football world and convince somebody to play you and sign another deal. Am I getting that right? You're getting that right. Wow. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Head coach Jerry Verde. He's got Carver on Friday night on the road again, back-to-back road games before they get home and play Oak Lawn. And I would imagine you cannot wait for that home crowd, the first home game of the season, right, coach? Well, we got Carver this week. I know, I know. I'm just talking about the crowd. I'm not talking about the team. We'll get to the team next week. We'll we'll talk to you next week. And and thanks so much for jumping on the EP podcast. Thank you, Chris. We're taking the long weekend. We will see you Tuesday morning, bright and early, with another episode of the EP Podcast. Remember, every episode is on demand. If you missed one, it's there for you. If for some reason you're working on Monday, I used to do it when I was a 911 dispatcher. I never got holidays off. There are plenty of episodes available on any podcast player you can imagine. Tell Alexa, hey, play the EP Podcast, or get it all in every subscription option for free at the eppodcast.com. Have a great weekend. Go Mustangs. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the dude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.